This is the Sticks and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Nate Lundy. Welcome to Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network. My name is Sean Drotar, your host. We are talking hockey, specifically the All-Star Weekend and some team futures as we hit the All-Star break in the NHL. So, as usual when it comes to hockey time, joining us is our hockey expert, Nate Lundy. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. And Nate, first and foremost, thanks for being here. Second, uh, have you seen what Vegas is going to do with the skills competition tomorrow? Yes, uh, there's so many different fun things they're doing with the skills uh, competition. Um, you know, as we as we go through this All Star Weekend, it should be a lot of fun. The one that intrigues me, actually, Sean, uh, is uh, the competition that's going to take place with the fastest skater uh, competition. So Connor McDavid won this three years in a row: 2017, 18, and 19. Um, if he wins it again this year, it'll obviously be his fourth time, uh, and that'll put him at the top. He's currently tied in terms of the number of, of, of wins in that particular category. Um, so it would break the record. But I actually found, Sean, a long shot uh, that I sprinkled a half-unit bet on earlier today, uh, and that is the 23-year-old stud from the St. Louis Blues, ah, Gordon Cairo. Yep. Yep, that's um, that's I like Kairu a lot. I, so I he's that's a really good, really good choice. He's at so when I took it this morning, Sean, he was at plus eight hundred. He's now at plus nine hundred um, at DraftKings. Uh, if you shop around, I think he actually might even be plus one thousand at FanDuel. But um, I, I decided to sprinkle a half unit on this bet because if you go back uh, to the twenty nineteen. Uh, all-star he participated in this basically the same competition at the ahl level um and came in second and the only reason he came in second i can't even remember who beat him but whoever did basically set an ahl record uh for for fastest time otherwise it looked like kairu was going to run away with this so now you have him competing and, and again Connor mcdavid is the odds-on favorite at plus 125 because he's won it three times kale mccarr plus 500 dylan larkin plus 600 but kairu I decided, you know, these are just kind of fun bets. These are goofy. This is like betting on heads or tails for the Super Bowl coin toss, right? Yet to a certain extent, you're throwing a dart. But I thought, you know what? At those kind of plus odds, I will take my chances at the 23-year-old speedster. I like that one because it was funny looking at that myself. That was the guy I was looking at, too, because I I like Kyrou a lot. He is very fast. And I just think with McDavid, uh, maybe he is the fastest, but the— it seems like the odds would means that he's going to maybe not win this time. I, I would take the field over McDavid. I don't know if he's going to win it every time like that. Uh, Makar at plus 500 intrigues me. Uh, you and I are in Colorado. We know how fast he is, but uh, not a lot of defensemen are really uh, in the end all that much quicker than, than the forwards for obvious reasons. Uh, Dylan Larkin is another one of the guys that I really like. Now, he's just ahead of Kai Roofs at about plus 600, but Larkin's pretty quick, too. And, and some of these things, when you look at the odds, remember, it's because people know the name Connor McDavid. They know the name Kale McCarr. They may not know guys like Dylan Larkin and Jordan Cairo, and so that's part of the reason the odds are where they are as well. So I kind of like those guys. The other uh, guys further down, Kreider, Kuznetsov, uh, I think those are really long shots, probably too much of a long shot for me. But I'm with you. If I was going to pick one just because of the, the combination of the, the plus odds and the kind of the dark horse, I'm with you. I like Cairo a lot. I think that's a great great call the other one that uh, the one that i'm fascinated with too is this accuracy accuracy shooting what they're going to do this time is apparently 
Don't don't ask me how. They're going to be skating on the Bellagio Fountain in Vegas, and the accuracy shooting isn't going to be like it used to be with the little foam plates in the corners of the net, right? It's going to be a big wall of oversized playing cards, and they're going to try to get closest to 21, which it sounds amazing. So that one, more than anything else, I'm really looking forward to, and there are some snipers in this one. Yeah, there there are. Um, and there's actually two guys here. So Leon Dreisaitl is uh, has the best odds at plus 400. Uh, Sebastian Ajo is in there. Um, you know, Troy Terry is in there. Uh, you know, uh, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau is in there. Uh, Clayton Keller uh, of the uh, Arizona Coyotes is there. I would tell you of the two. Um, you know, when I'm doing these kind of bets, Sean, I got to be honest with you. I, I a lot of times just stay away from the odds on favorite because to me, me it's, too. More fun to, it's more fun to do a half a unit on one or two other guys and just roll the dice if you'll pardon the Vegas pun. Uh, but the two long shot odds in this one that I like the most are Troy Terry and frankly, Clayton, Clayton Keller. Um, I, I like both of them. I think Keller has been the one, you know, bright spot for the Coyotes, um, you know, and an otherwise very, very down year of a team that's just working to try to get themselves, uh, you know, to right the ship. And obviously there's all the off the ice conversation about whether the team will continue to be in Arizona or not. Uh, but Keller has has had a pretty solid uh, has had a pretty solid year. And sometimes, you know, in this accuracy type of competition, um, you know, it's not necessarily the big, big names like a dry sidle uh, that'll jump out. Sometimes it is a guy like Clayton Keller at plus 1000, Troy Terry of the Anaheim Ducks, who's at a plus 650. So if I had to choose two, um, that's probably where I would go in this particular uh, uh, competition, Sean. And and again, I you know, I was talking with somebody earlier today about um, um, some different betting on topics like this. And, and the person I was talking to related it to the idea um, of picking a number on a roulette wheel. Right. I mean, yeah, this More is kind of less. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of hard to predict. And, you know, does does all of a sudden Johnny Goudreau, you know, nail the accuracy? Maybe. Um, but, I, you know, I'm kind of down with saying, you know, here's you know, here's 10 bucks. Here's 15 bucks. Whatever. Let me let me throw something on Troy Terry. Let me throw something on Clayton Keller. And if Dreisaitl wins it, so be it. But at least I had some fun um, not only watching the skills competition, but betting on it. I for the two that I like, I like Troteri as well as have a breakout year. Obviously, I like him a lot. The other one, uh, give me the hometown guy, Jonathan Marcheseau, who uh, has a bit of the clutch gene. Now, I don't know if that's going to help in a uh, accuracy shooting on top of a fountain firing at playing cards. No way to tell if that will translate. But I, I like Marcheseau a lot. I think uh, he's going to have the incentive to really focus on this being the hometown guy. This is such a big, flashy event for Vegas. So those would be the ones I'd go. But I. I also agree with you. I, th- I really like Troy Terry there, but Marcia So would be my other guy instead of Keller. He's right in between right now at about plus 800. Now, one of the ones that's the glamour event, the hardest shot, ends up being one of the, the very biggest ones that you'll you'll see. Everyone loves the hardest shot. It's easy to understand, right? Just smack it as hard as possible. Well, they have a heavy favorite in this one. And like you were saying, I, I really hate taking heavy favorites, but... um. I'm taking the heavy favorite. Oh, That's yeah. Victor Hedman at plus 125. Yeah. Bazooka. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Hedman, Hedman <laughs> has an absolute cannon uh, when it comes to a shot. So I, I'm with you. This is this is probably the one um, where, to me, going ahead and taking the heavy favorite is is worth it. It's still plus odds. 
Um, right. And so somebody that's that much of a heavy favorite. And again, he is more than double the favorite of, right. of anybody else that's on the board. So uh, I, I do agree with you. I think that, uh, you know, Hedman is a good play. I mean, he's four times the favorite that Timo Meyer is, uh, who's at plus 500. So if you want a nice one, again, I wouldn't go crazy, folks, because there is still a little bit of this that is like putting money on a roulette wheel. You never know what's going to happen. That double zero could come back and kick you right in the nuts. But uh, I, I think in this particular case, there's a reason that Hedman is such a heavy favorite. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's the way to go. And like you said, it is still plus odds. So, you know, we're not going to take it to all the long shots. The final one is the save streak. And this one is really going to be tough to tell because there are obviously some very talented goalies, but uh, goalies are goalies. And sometimes you just have to hope they get hot. So the favorite, Andre Vasilevsky, makes a ton of sense at plus 300. I guess plus 300 isn't bad for the best goaltender in all of hockey. But I'll give you who I like just because uh, I like the way he plays and he does well in shootouts. I like John Gibson at a plus 600. Uh, He's not the farthest guy out. He's not the plus 1,000 that Cam Talbot is. But Gibson has a big body, big frame, moves around pretty well, has a pretty good uh, history in shootouts, uh, covers a lot of the net. Uh, Gibson, if if I'm going to go with a bit of a sleeper, that's the guy I'm picking. I, I like that one. I, you know, I've been thinking about this one just because you're right. I mean, you look at Vasilevsky and you go, OK, well, you know, there's there's kind of a reason uh, that he's uh, that he's favored the way that he is. And he is plus 300. That's he, not it, bad it, at all. Exactly. That's uh, that's actually what I was going to say is there there are some things about his stats that do lead you to, well, this could get. You know, this this could be pretty interesting, and it is a decent payout, as you said, at a plus 300. I think you say Soros um, is also a guy at plus 500 mm-hmm. um, that could easily wind up uh, uh, doing well with this. If I if I went long shot overall, um, gosh, I, I might lean Sean to Thatcher Demko of the Canucks. Um, this is a guy that has an 846 uh, save percentage in shootouts. Um, which is pretty solid. Yeah, in um, shootouts, that's that's good. That's very good. To give you guys an idea, I just mentioned you say Soros. Soros is an 800 um, in shootout percentage. Andre Vasilevsky, 563 in shootout percentage. So, uh, you know, of those big names that I just mentioned, in truth, the best save percentage uh, 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 from a shootout standpoint is actually Thatcher Demko. Um, so you could snag him. He is at a plus 800 um, you know, I, I, I think my two favorites, Sean, are Gibson and Demko. Yeah, I, I, that's a good point. I mean, th- when you have that stat for Demko, I mean, how do you really argue with it? He's the best at stopping one on one out of yeah. these guys. Now, so. These are obviously a little odd with the way they do it in the in the yeah. in the all star competition. But, you know, it's a little different than when you're, you know, wrapping up, a you know, a, a, a three man shootout kind of situation at the end of the game, as opposed to what they're doing here. But it's still something worth thinking about. And these all star bets are fun. I'm glad that there are some some opportunities to bet and have a good time. Sean, I found a hockey future that I actually find fascinating. And I want to know uh, what you think about this. One. OK, so as as many of us know, um, Sidney Crosby is currently sitting on four hundred and ninety eight goals, Sean. OK, um, and DraftKings Sportsbook actually has odds up for who Sidney Crosby will score goal number five hundred. Oh, against. my goodness. OK. So uh, let me let me take you here and and I'm doing a little bit of this on the fly. So bear with me here for a second, folks. But the Pittsburgh Penguins schedule 
when they come back out of the break, I just want to give you the the first few games they've got next week after the All-Star weekend. They three The first three are all on the road. We go Boston, Ottawa, New Jersey. Then it's at home against Philly, then on the road against Toronto, then Carolina, then New Jersey again. So we're looking for Sidney Crosby. Basically, who do we think the second goal will come against? Well, not surprising, um, the lowest odds are the New Jersey Devils. Now, part of that is because, as you just heard me mention with the schedule, he will play them twice over the course of seven games. So obviously there is increased odds that it could wind up being New Jersey. But I find this fascinating. Um, The Ottawa Senators and the Philadelphia Flyers are both at a plus 475. If I had to choose one, I actually would go with the Flyers because that is the one home game that is going to happen in the midst of all of that. So if you believe that Sid the Kid will do it in front of the home crowd at Pittsburgh, there's a plus 475. But Sean, as as you and I know, being here in, in, in Colorado, being in Denver, um, Two of the legends of sports talk uh, in Denver are uh, are Irvin Joe. Uh, those of you that have been in Denver at all, you, these these guys are, are absolute legends. Uh, Irv Brown and Joe Williams, and, and Irv passed away a couple of years ago. But you know, uh, Joe used to say that if you had two cockroaches climbing a wall, somebody in Vegas would have a would have <laughs> a line on which one of them would win. Uh, and so this is obviously one of those crazy things. But I also find it fascinating where you're trying to predict where will that 500th goal happen. I, you know what? I, as you were talking about it, I got intrigued, and when I went and I, I got in the old calculator and I just did the math. Okay. And if you're just doing a, if you're just dividing the, the number of goals is 12 in the 34 games he played, and then you extrapolate that, he would get that second goal to get 500, February 17th at Toronto. That would Ooh. be, and so that's what the math tells me if he Plus continues at his current pace. So you know what? Uh, I'll go with the math because at least it's defensible, and if I'm wrong, I can live with it. Yes, <laughs> I, I had a reason for it, so I can do that. So, so uh, I just, would pick the Maple Leafs. Just some fun that you can have, folks, with our friends at DraftKings, and and so often there's you know all the different books have these fun kinds of bets. But right when we were getting ready to do the podcast, I came across this one uh, as a as one of the futures. Uh, that was out there that I thought was worth uh, uh, having fun with. And then, Sean, I was on a uh, uh, I was on with our friend Lauren Jabara uh, in her show that she does for Pixwise uh, earlier this week. And she asked me a question that I would actually like to pose to you, if okay. you don't mind, here on the nope. pod. She said, Nate, do you still think there is good value with the Avalanche at plus 475 to hoist the Stanley Cup? What say you, Mr. Drotar? Yes, uh, I think there is, because look, it's still plus 475. Now, obviously, the Stanley Cup playoffs are just a grind, and getting those 16 wins is incredibly difficult. And injuries play a role, and your hot goalie plays a role, and the Avalanche uh, at plus 475 are the heavy favorite. The the Leafs, the Lightning, and the Panthers at plus 700. The Vegas Golden Knights at 800, and everybody else uh, 1,300 or longer. And that sounds about right to me. But yeah, when you have a team that is... Uh, generating the points the way the Avalanche are. Uh, they, they certainly look like the best team in the league. I, I think there is value. I mean, I think if you were looking at, at something you want to maybe throw a, a, a little more of a plus number at, I like the, the Panthers a lot. I think the Panthers are a very, very dangerous team. But, yeah, I do think the Avalanche, as it stands right now, 
are the best team in hockey. They seem to be the deepest team in hockey. And they have one bit of motivation that I don't think gets talked about a lot. The Avalanche have a lot of guys on the final year of their contract. The Zem Kadri, who's been a breakout player, of course, this year. Uh, Valerian Nachushkin, Andre Burakovsky. That's a whole line, almost, for the Colorado Avalanche. They're all unrestricted free agents. Also, both of their goalies, Darcy Kemper and Pavel Fransos, are both unrestricted free agents. The Avalanche are have a, have a tough cap situation, given that they have a lot of stars already. And Nathan McKinnon is going to need a new deal. And uh, I don't think the hometown discount is going to be very good this time. So the Avs are heavily motivated in the, this is the chance. This is the window. So if you have the best team in the league and they understand that this is probably a one and done deal, I do like all of that. So I do think the Avalanche are the, are the clear favorites. I get why the odds are the way they are, but you're still getting paid almost five to one. Well, there's a couple things that that I brought up, uh, you know, when Lauren when when Lauren Jabara asked me that question, and, and you you touched on a couple of them. Obviously, we know there's a lot of question marks that can happen by the time we get to the to the playoffs. But, you know, there, there's a couple things that I said. First of all, I said, look look at the look at the run that they went on in the month of January, uh, leading up to this. Um, you mean where they didn't lose in regulation? Yes, exactly. In the month. <laughs> uh, 15-0 and 1 in the month, tying an NHL record for most points uh, in a single month. But here's the other reason why I see value with Colorado. Two things. One, I think they're going to come out of the break, and I think they're going to be just as hot as they were going into the break. And I believe that plus 475 is going to start to come down. Um, I, I could I could see that being closer to 350 uh, within the next 30 days or so if they continue to be on the hot streak that they are. So I do think you're getting value right now at a 475. Here's the other thing, though, Sean. Preseason. They opened up at 500. So there hasn't really I mean, yes, they have been the odds on favorite. They've been the odds on favorite since before the season even started. But there really hasn't been a lot of movement in their line. To give you an example, you brought up the fact that the Florida Panthers are at plus 700. Well, Florida opened the season at a plus 2400. Wow. So look at how dramatically their number has come down. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they have, their number has been cut uh, it, by down to a third of what it opened at. Um, the Carolina Hurricanes right now are at a plus 1,300. I do think they are a team you have to be careful of uh, in, in when we get to playoff time. I think they're potentially a dangerous team. But they opened at 1,500. They're still sitting at 1,300. So that's in, in addition to deciding where you want to put your future money, I think that from a betting perspective, what, what my advice would be is also look at where the movement has happened. Because, yes, Florida at a plus 700 is great, but not compared to what you could have gotten 60 days ago. So maybe what you want to do is look for some people that are are considered, you know, let's say among the top five or six teams that could uh, hoist the trophy, but maybe look for a team where their odds have not dramatically dropped um, to a level where. You know, you're just not. Yeah, you might still be getting value because anything at a plus odds is a value. But maybe it's not that same value that you would have had had you jumped on it preseason. So just something to, to think about there. Very little movement with Colorado. Very little movement with Carolina. Massive movement with Florida. Um, Vegas's odds have actually gotten worse. They've gone from a plus 600 before the season to a plus 800 now. Um, so just I, I think it's one thing that you could do as a better is compare where they started the, the year preseason to where they are now and it'll also give you an idea of where the odds makers um, are seeing this dramatic turn um, with a particular team yeah and of course remember favorites are favorites 
for a reason. So Absolutely. there's that too. So there you have it. We're looking at the all-star weekend. It's going to be a blast watching all of that. And of course you have the, the games going as well and the little format that ends up being a really good demonstration of, sh- of skating and shooting. It's great. So enjoy that all-star weekend. And of course uh, I, I like to get up the Sidney Crosby bet, Nate, that's fun. And <laughs> looking for Sid the kid to get 500. Hey, that's, that's pretty cool too. So a little bit of everything for you. We will be back next week as the season gets going again, as we get down the home stretch. So appreciate it, Nate. Enjoy your all-star weekend. And uh, I'm, I'm still counting on that Toronto bet now. Now I'm see yeah. now it's in my head. <laughs> now you've got it in your head for what uh, to expect. Yes. And, and it's a relatively quick uh, break for some teams. I mean, we get right back to uh, we get right back to action on Monday, Monday. Uh, with a couple of games on the schedule. So Sean and I'll be back with you next week with some more picks here on sticks and stacks. We will indeed. Thanks for listening, of course. And you can always subscribe to the podcast as well, wherever you're listening to it right now. And if you are, thank you very much. We'll be back tomorrow. As Nate said, follow Nate on Twitter at Nate Lundy. If you'd like to follow me, it's S-D-R-O-T-A-R. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week right here on Sticks and Stacks, part of the Sawdust Podcast Network.